What is up and what's good? Welcome into another episode of Tailgate Talks, brought to you as always by our friends at GuyBostonSports.com. Bobby and Andy here. We are live for the first time ever. We're going to be on Facebook, YouTube, and the Guy Boston Sports Twitter page if you want to check us out. Uh, lots to talk about this week, so great episode to start on. We got the Tom Brady retirement, so long to the GOAT. We got Brian Flores' lawsuit, coaching changes in the NFL, and of course we're going to preview the upcoming Super Bowl between the Bengals and Rams. Sit back, relax. Give us a watch and let's get it. And I think we're live. Yeah, I mean, it said we're live. So we put these ugly mugs to the podcast now. I know. This is like pretty, this is pretty fucking wild right now. I've done a few of these, but like I've never actually like, Hosted it, so it's like a completely different feeling. Well, congratulations, uh, to the resume builder. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad to just get you on here with me, and Always. you know, I know for some of the viewers we have here, you know, this is going to the Guy Boston YouTube channel. It's a lot of mostly basketball content. So, you know, I'm Andy. This is Bobby. We're here to mix shit up a little bit. Let's get some football in there for all you yeah, Celtics right. fans, because you're all disappointed. I know that they're all disappointed, right? They have to be at this point. Like, like overall, um, by the way, I checked. We are actually working. <laughs> right? I know. We did it. Um, but anyway, Andy and Bobby here. This is Tailgate Talks. And like it says on the thing, this is a football podcast. We are simply here. You know, if you haven't heard us before, we're here to just talk about everything football. You know, we're obviously focus a little bit on the Patriots because, you know, it's it's a guy Boston. We have to. Um, plus, you know, they're fun to talk about. The... You know, we're going to talk about space football. We're going to talk the offseason draft, especially. You know me. I have to. You know, there might be mock drafts coming pretty soon. So, you know, I'm pretty amped for that. And, you know, really just anything to do with it. We you know we talked a lot about college football during the season. Um, and it's weird because I feel like we're starting video literally as the season ends. Like, literally we are. <laughs> we're more game left. And then they were. <laughs> so in the offseason, we're here to make sure that you stay in it. We're here to talk about all the stuff, and we did pick a really great week because there is so much shit we got to cover, man. Like, just so much. It's nuts. Bob, where do you want to start? I think we have to take a moment as Patriots fans and show respect to the one and only undisputed GOAT of football. Mr. Tom Brady, thank you for your service, sir, and wish you a happy retirement. That's off. Just had to do a quick hair check there anyway. <laughs> real quick, sorry. Oh, man. But, yeah, um, obviously Brady retired this past uh, week. Uh, I'm a little disappointed because I kind of want to see Adam Schefter's career take a little bit of a bump because, man, that would have been funny. And I oh really thought that, that Brady was going to pull a Jordan. Like, he actually considered it, but after Schefter did that, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> and I took that personal situation and just come back and say, Evan. So I am sad to see him go, though. Um, I do wish him the best. I know we're going to get into it a little bit, but with that post, but all those aside, I do wish him half time and, you know, good luck in the future endeavors. I agree. I mean, the fact is that, you know, obviously he left two years ago, went to Tampa Bay and it hurt. It hurt in New England, but that man gave us 20 amazing years, got us six Super Bowl rings, 
I feel like like I don't want to spend all night. We could we could spend all literally night. all night talking about how great Tom Brady is, but we have literally done that for the majority of our lives, the majority of our sporting lives. And I think the one important thing to take away from Tom Brady is simply his competitive spirit and his mentality. It's it's similar to the Mamba mentality, really. It's you know, he is the ultimate competitor. He knows what it takes to win. He knows, you know, how to prepare. That's the guy who's always first in the building, last to leave. You know, that's the mentality that we can all benefit from in any aspect of life. So thank you for that, Tom Brady. Uh, and now let's get into the little bit of controversy around this, which I know we have some differing opinions on this. You mentioned it, the Instagram post, the black and white, the official one that came out, multiple paragraphs, multiple swipes, took I a while. I I know, dude. I, I looked at the first one and I was like, guys, why are we making such a big deal? And they're like, oh, it's eight more pages. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um but nine pages, not a mention of anything to do with the Patriots. Not the fans, not Bill, not Kraft, not, not even a mention. It was all Tampa Bay. Now, Giselle, Alex Guerrero, everybody, everybody possible. Everybody who isn't New England. Michigan staff. You think there's Michigan coaches? Oh, my God. I mean, that I'll, I will always have a problem with. And we'll talk, <laughs> I, have a, I have a note for Michigan later on, but um, I don't know. Everyone in New England seems uh, – half of New England seems – It's 50-50. yes. Either you are fine with it and you're like, whatever. Tom Brady left two years ago. He said goodbye and he retired from the Bucks, Or you're pretty butthurt about it, to be honest. And you're like, what the hell, Tom? You know acknowledgement, no nothing. Bobby, I'm on the side of it, it is what it is. You know, he, he did leave the Patriots two years ago in what was pretty messy, to be honest. We weren't going to pay him. We didn't – Bill did not want him to continue with the Patriots, and he left. He went to greener pastures. He took Gronk with him, and he won a Super Bowl and literally put up a near MVP season his last year. So I have no issue with Tom saying uh, saying just nothing about the Patriots. He retired from the Bucs. He did acknowledge us, by the way. He acknowledged Belichick's statement about him, thanked him. He acknowledged the Patriots in the Kraft statement afterwards. Again, he just didn't put it in his official. I'm not – I don't care. That man gave me too much of his life for me to ever have an issue with what he does until he actually does something illegal that hurts somebody. I will praise that man and I will always be thankful. So well, there we go. Well, for starters, Patriots fans are being selfish babies. Well, for starters, I mean, the issue you can take right now is that he charges more than Lululemon for his flip, flipping uh, material from TB12. That's so, capitalism, baby. That's capitalism. 150 bucks for, for anyway. <laughs> not gonna get I know, I know. So, it is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. With the post, when he decided to retire, if he released, you know, a paragraph or two paragraphs and just, you know, your usual casual BS retirement statement, and even if it was just, I like to thank, um, you know, shout out these, you know, I had a great old career. Thank you, especially Tampa Bay Bucks these last couple of years for helping me get that last week. Like, stuff like that. Very simple. Yeah. Very to the point. All right, I get that. Nine pages, specific <laughs> paragraphs of individuals, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay coaching staff, the Tampa Bay players. Giselle family, which is by the way, I'm not dissing that. Obviously, you know, thank you, family. That's fine. Yeah, damn right. Um, he better. Giselle's the only reason. Giselle let him play the last two years. Thank, thanking his agent too. Like that's your <laughs> money, man. What's what's? I think Ricky Gervais said it. Thank your family, agent, and God. Then that's that's all you need. But um, yeah. uh, thanking um, but like then he got to Alex Guerrero, which he saw coming, obviously. And then it was the Michigan coaching staff and the the specifics of all these people, along with going back to Michigan is where I'm kind of getting a little annoyed because he literally went through everyone possible except Patriots. It had to be delivered. He did it on purpose. 
even if he left out, I don't disagree with that. I, I, but how, how, because he thanked everybody. If he, if he left out just bill, I would have gotten, like, if he said, thanks to the craft and the Patriots fan base for giving me all these great years like that. It's like, okay, it's a cheap shot at bill for all that crap. They pulled in the last two years, whatever it's, he literally zero. He went out of his way to not mention the Patriots fan base or anything. It was ridiculous. I, again, my whole thing is he, he left, he, he's been gone and he's been Tampa Tom for two years, which by the way, his way funnier, way funnier than he was in new England by far, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. far more entertaining. My goodness. Yeah. Tampa Tom was so hilarious. But when you're saying goodbye to this fantastic career you've had, and you're just going to overlook 20 years of the 22 years, it's a little bit of an insult. And by the way, by the way, one last point I want to make. It wouldn't be as big of an issue if they didn't do the kick in the nuts afterwards where he took Kraft's statement and he just flew it on the Instagram story like a fucking booty call and went, hey, by the way, yeah, I love you guys too. Like it was, it just was a shot in the nuts. It wasn't I mean, even like he acknowledged a it. Yeah, after three hours. After yeah, three hours. Oh, no. Crazy. What? Do you think he had a pretty busy freaking day at that point? <laughs> you really? I'm just saying it was clearly... He went back online, saw that his entire market for TV 12 was pissed at him. Said, crap, I have to fix this. Let's throw this up. I don't know, man. I just, it's the GOAT. Doesn't need, doesn't owe me shit. I, I don't, I, it's, again, it's not owed. It's why did you have to do it that way? It, it's more right. a reaction. Maybe it wasn't it, handled it, the best way. I, I just think people are a little too butthurt about it. I still, I still love him. He's still my goat. I just noticed that he did this, and I would like He's to know still why. My goat. <laughs> my goat. Still my goat. <laughs> it's our goat. But like I said, that's our childhood. Which I'm a fantastic life after football. Hope he does a lot with his. I just wish I have no hard feelings. No hard feelings. Agreed. We love you, Tom. Thank you for everything. And you me a probably you're school. probably still going to come up a lot on this podcast. It's just. Yep. A, it's inevitable. Uh, I feel like all next year is just going to be. Yeah, imagine if Tom Brady was still playing, because he uh, probably still would be like a top. He at worst in two years, Tom would probably still be a top two quarterback. Not two, maybe ten. I would say two. <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. No, I had him at three recently. And actually, it's yeah. pretty funny. I um, the easiest job uh, in football is going to be in five years when somebody has to explain to the voting committee why Tom Brady should get voted into the Hall of Fame. It's that every that every player all. has to have a representative that talks to the committee, explains why. So I just, in my opinion, it should be. He, I'm ready. He's gonna pick up some drunk off the street and be like, "Here's five thousand dollars. Go to this meeting for me." The <laughs> goat. Okay. That will do. That will do. Uh, all right. Thank you, goat. Let's move on. The other biggest storyline that dropped literally the same freaking day, which is just like, wow, how did that happen? Um, the Brian Flores lawsuit. Run through the highlights real quick for anyone who doesn't know. Brian Flores fired a couple weeks ago from the Miami Dolphins, which was a real surprise move, let's say that, um, after two winning seasons. No playoff berths, but they were heading in the right direction, it seemed like. Tua Tagovailoa still you know, started to look a little bit better. Defense played really well at the end of the year. They had won eight in a row at one point. Um or to end the season, I forget what it was, but either way, it was the last thing you expected, and Brian Flores seems to be doing well. 
basically in his lawsuit, he's claiming that the NFL has racist um, hiring practices. And he's experienced these throughout multiple interviews over the years. And he's trying to bring those to light. A um, couple of the highlights. We'll start with the Dolphins. Number one, basically he claims owner Stephen Ross never liked him because he, Ross, the owner, wanted to basically tank in 2019 so that they could get a better draft pick to the point where Flores claims that Ross offered him $100,000 per loss um, outside of his contract to throw games, essentially, to lose, to better their draft stock. Flores said he wasn't going to do that, which it was pretty evident because they were clearly trying. They were still sucking, but they picked up a couple of wins at the end of the year. They end up with the number five pick. Um, let's see. There also was the claim that Ross wanted him in 2020 to recruit, or I think that was the right word. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted him to recruit a very prominent quarterback who was technically under contract. So it would have been tampering. That quarterback was apparently Tom Brady. I was, I wasn't sure who it was to be honest. I didn't know if it was like Sean Watson too early or something like that, but apparently it was Tom Brady because Steven Ross, when he was, you know, wanted him to come sign Miami, which that would have been absolutely wild. Um, but Ross didn't want to do that. Apparently Rock or Flores didn't want to do that. Ross even apparently had Brady out on a boat and brought Flores and Flores was like, what the hell? Like he didn't even mean to. Um, so that's the dolphins. And basically they fired him because they didn't like him and he didn't agree with Ross, which technically you can do like, you can let a guy go in the NFL. If he's not going to agree with management, it's not right. I wouldn't say that, but technically people have been fired for less. The giants also named this lawsuit. Um, basically this is a Rooney rule issue. Um, we also have a text from Bill Belichick. Uh, apparently Flores had a interview lined up with the Giants, and two days before he got text from Belichick, who thought he was texting then-offensive coordinator for the Bills, Brian Dable, that he got the job. Flores just goes, hey, by the way, this is Flores, and Belichick's like, I fucked that up. But, yeah, they're going to hire Dable. This is all before Flores has his interview. So he goes into that with the new GM, Joe Sheen, or whatever his name is from the Bills. Who, By the way, they were going to hire Dable. He's literally from the Bills. Like, it makes sense. Um, and he says that he got a sham interview. I, I, it doesn't sound like the interview was bad, but he knew going in he wasn't getting hired. So It was a sham just about, Yeah, it was a sham interview. We all know it. Um, and then the Broncos are named. And in 2019, when Flores was first getting, you know, 18. going – was it – Technically, it was going into 2019. It was, the, I believe. Yeah, the offseason. Either way. Either way. It was 2019, I think. Yeah, I don't no, know. I either tired. way. I put it in the note. <laughs> Some year when Flores was going for you know head coaching jobs, he had an interview set up with the Denver Broncos. Um, and basically, he said they showed up an hour late. And John Elway and Ellis, one of the other executives, looked like they were hung over as hell. Like they had just been out drinking all night. Flores or not Flores. Um, by the way, everybody's come out and like said denied. like, yeah, they've denied all these claims. Elway said he had a long flight the night before, which you catch the red eye could make sense. Um, but basically Flores says he got another sham interview there. They hired Vic Fangio, which, you know, all I'm going to say is this Vic Fangio and Brian Dable in both these situations, these are very deserving coaches. So well, Vic Fangio, I was coming off the Bears defensive year where they were the first in the league, right? Yeah. No, yeah. he was like one of the top guys, and he still is a great defensive coach. He's just had no quarterback. So both these guys are pretty deserving. 
Um, so yeah, those are basically the highlights of Flores's lawsuit. You know, everyone's had a long time to think about it. I think the main takeaway is of this is the Rooney rule, which for those who don't know, is basically an incentive that's been in the NFL for 20 years. Anytime there's like a GM or a head coaching opening, um, basically the big the big roles within your organization, you have to interview at least one. It's either one or three minority candidates. So every year we hear about black coaches, Eric Bieniemy, you know, guys like Gerard, Flores. Yeah. What? Oh yeah, Gerard Mayo might have been this year. Um, they all get you know interviewed by teams and don't always get the jobs. And you know we even before this lawsuit, you could look at this rule and go, yeah, teams are going to interview people for the sake of interviewing them because they have to. It is a rule in the NFL. Um, so we all knew it. He's basically calling it out in this case. And it, you know what? I've always thought this, you know, it is, it does make a mockery of the interview process. You know, I, I, Brian Dable, guess what? Again, the new GM for the giants is from Buffalo. Brian Dable has had one of the best offenses and look what he did with Josh Allen the last couple of years. You're damn right. That guy's going to be wanted as a head coach. If you have to, and if he has to interview a couple of guys just to appease a rule to get Dable. Yeah. He's going to do it. Like we all know this, but I don't know. What, what were your thoughts? I just think it's, it's just calling out what was already a mockery of a rule. Yeah, no, I mean the running rule just really isn't effective. But I can't remember if you said it to me um, when we were talking about it off air or somebody else said it, but now going forward, it's basically going to be every team that has a coaching office is going to interview their minority candidate first, just to avoid this exact situation in the future. Yep. If the running rule stands, just, just I don't think I said that, but that is a good point. Just say that way you, you can't say you interview the first interview. There's, there's no way we can. There's no way we can yeah. get this out of the way. And you know, it's one of those things where I, I really can't think of a good fix to the. I just because I, I, you can't force a team to hire yeah. a minority coach. You just can't do that. So the only way I could think of, like, I guess, a way to prove that it is an issue, if this would make sense, is, you know, over the next five, you know, get rid of the running rule um, over the next five years, just, you know, keep a ratio of minority hirings in those positions and see if the uh, yeah. percentage goes down without the running rule or even the interviews, if they go down after the first interview, whatever it is, just see if there actually is a sharp decline in minorities getting even opportunities. Because then it proves, okay, well, there is something wrong. We need to fix it. Or it's simply because I, I, I think that a majority of the league, I just I don't think it's racist. I, I think they really do take yeah. the best guy they think is the fit. And in most cases, just like this giant situation, they hire the GM and the GM's gonna hire his one particular guy that he really wants. They they come in or even, you know, um the Raiders with Ziegler. I know it was kind of the same time, but if they hired Ziegler first, he would have gone exactly. after this was his first time. It's, like, it happens like in these situations, like some of those guys are white. It just it, that that is how it is. Like these guys are going to get jobs no matter what. And you're right, there is no fix because when you do force teams to, you know, interview minority candidates, you know, some of them are going to be really good. And there are technically now five minority coaches in the NFL, which is still not a, the number you want to see. But, you know, I think if you – and we'll go through kind of this cycle of, you know, head coaching, but there's not like – there's no guys who I think you look at and you're like, they're not deserving over – you know, they're not like egregiously deserving over like this, this guy or this guy or something like that. You know, th there is no magic fix. You know, the only thing that might change that in the future is just more diversity and ownership if they want to go that route. But again, you have to get owners to sell. You have to open up teams, which, Broncos. yeah, the Broncos are for sale. So we'll see how that goes. They obviously got, they just hired a white guy. So but they've um, actually been one of our progressive teams. They've had yeah, no, they're, 
on like really the have. Giants. <laughs> yeah. I've but, never had him on order coach. <laughs> Speaking of selling though, part of the deal is Steven Ross was apparently offering Brian Flores 100K to lose games. South team. You, you and me talked about this. It's not even the fact that, that it's that egregious. We figured – I feel like it, deep down everyone knows something like this is happening in the league. The NFL has partnered – has huge partnerships now with MGM, DraftKings. They're getting into sports gambling, and now we have a story where the owner of a team is literally trying to throw games. This is a terrible look for the NFL right now. Also, you know, I'm not saying Stephen Ross did this, but let's say he's paying Flores 100 grand to lose games, right? All right, I'm going to go bet 200 grand on the Dolphins to lose next week. Or I'm going to give it to some flush guy down the freaking street. Yep. Go put this money in there. I'll let you have some of the profit. And he gets his money back. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Probably not doing that. But it's an option if he didn't. It's easy yep. to bet on a game you know is going to lose. <laughs> That's why politicians won't be buying and selling stocks anymore. <laughs> Damn right. Owners can't have, an, have a play in that. So, I don't know, man. I just – that's going to be such a bad look for the NFL. And they've already said, like, we're – you know, these are false. Like, are they false? Like, you need to investigate this shit because, like, this is big. Not only for, like, you know, obviously the coaching cycle and the effects it has on black coaches within the NFL. But there's – now we're talking dollars. And that is where the league is going to, like, okay, now we have to do something. Which is sad. It really is sad. <laughs> And it's just, yeah, well, that's the only way to get owners to do anything is when it affects their profit. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I was going to come down to proof. I mean, Flores needs more than just word of mouth, unfortunately. I do think, I don't know if it's the assistant GM or the GM or whoever it was. that Chris Greer? Yeah, I think it's Chris He's Greer. the GM. They have somebody who is who is a witness, apparently, or whether hmm. it's Ross told him to tell Flores or he was there when Ross told Flores, one of the two. Um, either way, there is a third party that could say that this did happen. So I don't know how far that gets you. Cause again, at the end of the day, unless it's emails or text, I just, it's going to be hard to yeah. fight for that court. It is. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I don't know what's going to come of this for Flores, to be honest. I think it's more just, it is bringing to light the conversation about the Rooney rule and about how the hiring goes. But I think, you know, we talked about it. I just, there's no real solution, unfortunately. Um, no, and I, I do want to say one thing real quick on, you know, I've seen a lot on Twitter that people giving Flores shit for um, coming up now. Like, oh, when you're unemployed, that's when you make a big scene, I guess. Like, okay, well, putting his shoes back in 2018 when he introduced the Broncos, right? Start with that one. All right, you're a young coordinator on the Patriots staff, basically nobody at this point. Yeah, you've been pretty well, but you're just getting interviews. You're going yeah. to call out the Broncos and just tank any chance of getting a head coaching job? No. Yeah. Right? Number two with the Stephen Ross stuff, that's your employer. That's the man who's signing your paychecks. Same situation. Yep. You're not going to go out to court and you openly barrage this guy. You're going to suck it up and keep doing your job and keep getting paid the best you can, which he did. And now finally here we are where he is unemployed. And, in you know, I don't want to count this as a bad way, but he's made enough money in his life with his head coach job. I think, you know, he's a couple millions in the bank. I think he's safe, at least, yeah. that he can afford to sacrifice his coaching career to go after this. So anybody giving crap for not speaking up until now, piss off. Yeah. No, I agree. Like I said. Don't know what's going to come of it, but it's a conversation that everyone's been meaning to have for a very long time. So we'll see how it goes. Last point on this: Will Flores ever coach again in the no, NFL? Getting blackballed. Getting blackballed. Hundred percent. I I would be surprised. I'm not going to shut the door on it, but it's a pretty low percentage chance. Um, he is getting the Colin Kaepernick treatment. Probably will. Unfortunately, um, I was going to say. 
He was, as of yesterday, in consideration for the Texans job. It was apparently down to him and Lovey Smith. That is to Lovey Smith now. Um, Good hire, by the way. Of, oh, no, great hire. I love – you got to love Lovey. I hate that I, I just said Lovey. that. But it's Lovey. You, you got to love him. He's had a successful career. He was a great coach for the Bears. The Bucks sucked when he went there. Like, that was just it. Um, he kind of went – he kind of – he did the weird route. He went back to college and then, I don't know, like – Went what to Illinois. Like he wasn't that good at Illinois either. Like that's also a terrible program, and you you can't recruit for that in the Big Ten. But you know the guy's been around the NFL, and for the love of God, the Texans need a culture guy, and I think he will be that for them. I think they're stuck in a hole until they figure out Deshaun Watson. Like I don't even think a head that's, coaching candidate want to go there until that situation has been resolved in one way or the other. And we had our first technical difficulty. Froze up for a minute, Bob. But you yeah. know what? We move on. We move on. Love that. <laughs> All right. Mention the other coaching. So, obviously, there's been nine hires so far. Um, we talked about Lovey Smith just recently today, hired by the Texans. I'm pretty sure that's official now. Um, the one that broke just before we started recording, Dennis Allen, the Saints DC. He's been promoted to head coach. Really good hire. That dude, he's funny because, A, great resume because he's the only guy who's given Tom Brady fits in the last two years. Um uh, doesn't matter anymore, but very true. <laughs> Doesn't matter, but it's still like a good thing to have. Like, yeah, Tom Brady couldn't like was breaking tablets because of me and telling me to fuck off on the sideline. <laughs> you see that clip? When Brady smashed it? No, it was a different one. He's like on the sideline. He like yells over at Dennis Allen. He's just, like, it was something like "fuck off" or <laughs> I didn't something that, like that. Like he got it. he was he was pissed. It was the game that he smashed the tablet. Um, but Dennis Allen, good hire there for the Saints. I think just staying in house, you can never go wrong. A um, couple other ones: former Super Bowl winner and Eagles head coach Doug Peterson. He's heading to the Jaguars. They needed experience. They needed someone for Trevor Lawrence. I think that's a good hire for them. They need just a veteran leadership. Um, they were considering Brian Byron Leftwich, the OC for the Bucks, but he took himself out of consideration because nobody likes Trent Baalke, their GM. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would have been a good one. I think Peterson's a better idea for them just because, again, they need experience. They need somebody after the Urban Meyer fiasco. Um, Broncos, we mentioned, they've made a hire. It's Nathaniel Hackett, the former Green Bay OC, in the just least subtle – attempt to get Aaron Rodgers to come to Denver. <laughs> like they're like, no, we're not hiring Hackett to bring the Aaron Rodgers here. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yes, you we are. know it. We know it. It's okay. It's like, you just, can just yeah, say just it. Minute, man. Just minute, Hackett's man. Hackett's gonna be fine. But yeah, you're trying to get Aaron Rodgers. We know. Um so if they get him, great. If not, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um NFC North still um, actually there's a bunch in the NFC North, but um Chicago, Matt Eberflus, the DC from uh, Indianapolis, good move for them. He's putting together a pretty good staff. They have a new GM as well. So, you know, if they can put players around Justin Fields, they're going to be, you know, that should be a decent team at least. Um, and as long as he progresses, um, let's see here. We talked about the Giants. Brian Dable can't go wrong. Offensive guy. Let Daniel Jones play for a year, then go out and get somebody for the love of God. Just somebody good. They're they're a mess. <laughs> It's pretty bad. The only, they have two top ten picks. Oh, they do, don't they? Actually, yeah, That's five right. and seven. Deshaun Watson trade. I mean, I, I you they need to get younger. They have so many bad contracts on that team. It's so they have like ten. They've they're paying guys who just have no no 
like what's the word I'm looking for? No reason for making over 10 million and they're paying him. Like it's it's just dumb. Blake Martinez, one of the worst linebackers in the NFL, and he's making over 10 mil. That's a great agent. Yeah. Oh, it's great agent. My God. Well done. Um, all right, last couple. Mike McDaniels, um, who, if anyone doesn't know, he is biracial. So I know that is a wild thing, but everyone is like questioning it, but he is, you know, just ask him. San Francisco is going to get comp picks. Um, maybe that's how you fix it. Give more comp picks out. Uh, give but, pick and then every coach in the NFL will be more. Seriously, for real. But um, really good hire, I think, for Miami. He's an offensive coordinator from San Francisco. He's the Shan- He's under Shanahan for years. Um, this is going to help Tua just be more effective, I think. So good move for him. And good honestly, culture guy. Big culture guy. Funny guy. Going to be some great press conferences. So, Dolphins fans, I think at worst case, you will be entertained. Like, that's the worst case scenario here. Yeah, no, it's better than just being pissed off all the time. If you're going to lose, at least have fun with it. Um, Last one before – last two. So, uh, this one's not officially yet, but the Vikings, John Jim Harbaugh apparently did not get the job, even though he basically thought he was going to get the job because he's a Michigan god. I had to mention it. Um, so he's back to Michigan. But Kevin O'Connell, the OC for the Rams, apparently after the Super Bowl, that'll be official. But good, young offensive coordinator. It's how the league's going. We all know it. Um, he's coached under McVay. So can't go wrong, and they need some offensive help real badly. We'll see what they do in terms of quarterback. Um, but the one I really want to get to is the Las Vegas. I'm still getting used to that. Raiders have made a hire for a head coach and a GM. Head coach. Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels back as an NFL head coach, first time since the Denver Broncos. And then as GM, they've hired former Pats Patriots director of player personnel. That is a struggle for me. I don't know why. Dave Ziegler. Um, So new GM, new head coach. I'm not mad. I'm mad about Ziegler. I'm mad about Ziegler. Because I would have liked to have seen him step up more in the Patriots organization. Bill, you know, he is a GM. He's done good, but I'd like to see, you know, I think we can develop some more some guys better. McDaniels, I'm not sad to see go. I mean, it's a good move. I think it's a good move for him. He's gonna have all the resources in the world, thanks to the Davis family. Um, but I'm not mad. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I wish him best of luck again. Just don't draft a Tim Tebow like quarterback again, and you will be fine. Um I don't yeah, think there is one this year, thankfully. I'm not mad for two reasons. Obviously, the first being Mac Jones, where it's a very frustrating playbook, uh, needless to say, for pretty much all season. Uh, a lot of hand-holding, a lot of um, protecting Mac. And I understand he's a rookie. Take it easy. And also, it wasn't Josh or was it Bill really making that decision. Either way. You've, you've said it off air, but it's a lot more. I want a lot more innovation, more with these younger, more, you know, look at what, you know, what McVeigh or um, – Fucking Mc, oh boy, San Francisco. No, Mc, oh Shanahan. Thank you, geez, wow, I cannot believe my brain just went. Or no, you know, no. Eric the Enemy. Just look at these top four, or the Bengals. Love a guy. Just look at the top four. Zach Taylor. It's all yes. They have the weapons in place. I understand that, but the gate type of scripting, the funky, funky plate style that they're doing. It's fun. It's engaging. Exciting, and that's what Mac needs, especially RPO. Great. Do more RPO for Mac. He did so much in college and he was doing none of it this year. No, fully agreed. I mean, McDaniels, the offense was great. When you have Tom Brady, when you have Rob Gronkowski, 
You have Julian Edelman. You have all these weapons and the greatest quarterback of all time. It works. It's predictable. It's predictable, but it works. Now you have Nelson Aguilar, Mac Jones, and Damian Harris. It's not the same. It does not continue to work. Patriots fans, be happy. Just be happy that, oh, we have a comment. Wow, that's awesome. That's cool. I don't know who this is, but that's just fun. This is a big deal for us, guys. Yeah, this is our first. What's up? You know what? I'm going to say what's up back. Hey, man, this is like, man, all right, all right. Comments are probably going to be off for me. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'm able to do them. You're distracted. Yeah, I know. I, I can't multitask like that. It's going to be a problem. I'll work on it. I promise you guys. I will work on it. The other thing I just wanted to say quickly was I will. The other good thing about it is that I don't. It's the next head coach becomes an actual like argument topic discussion. It's fun. It's not. Yeah, it's me, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. We actually have some variety now. We we actually have to think. Finally steps down. It's going to be. I still think Sean Payton. I'm I'm a full Sean Payton supporter. I would love Sean Payton, but <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. That's down the road. Please, please, Lord. He's young. He's he's Pete Carroll's age. Pete Carroll, or no, he's way younger than Pete Carroll. You know, he's okay. Pete Carroll's age when he took over. Yeah, he's Pete oh, Carroll's he's, age. He's 10 years younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the same age that Pete Carroll took over, like, the Seahawks. Yeah. Like, he's still got plenty of years left in him. Um, he just needs a break, which is fine. You know what? He took a year off when he got suspended. He'll he take another couple years. The, he didn't want to deal with that headache down in New Orleans. <laughs> He didn't want to deal with the fact that he's going to be compared to Kevin James for the next year. <laughs> that fucking movie. I haven't watched it yet. I might. I still I might watch it. I refuse for casting reasons. <laughs> I kind of have to. I don't know. But um, one, one final point. Um, yeah. The only part is who they're going to name. If it's, I, I, I'm curious to see who the OC. If they're going to name an OC, are they going to put the DC crap and not name anybody? And there's going to be a guy, three guys down there with a play sheet going. All I say, Patriots fans. I have found, and I, you remember, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm a Patriots fan. I love the Patriots. When you want to be, but keep going. Yeah, you know. But anyway, Patriots fans have been, I, I've seen a lot of upset people like, oh, Josh is supposed to be the next guy and everything. Like, he's going to step up. Josh McDaniels and a lot of the guys that we've kind of grown up knowing and loving, they worked because Tom Brady worked. <laughs> That's it. Josh McDaniels went to Denver and crashed and burned. We've seen this. Without without Tom Brady, he ran an okay offense that was helped helped by a good defense, and then that offense sputtered at the end of the year. There is no innovation. It's a boring offense, and everyone knows it, but when you have great players, it looks amazing. He's not innovative. Now, is he going to be a good head coach for the, for the Raiders? I don't know. That's gonna Jury's out on that one. They're going to try to build the Patriots West, I think. Everyone's trying to do that. The Texans are trying to build Patriots South. They just have no players. Um, but not the worst move. I'm just happy to see him go. In terms of the next OC, there's two names that have popped up. Two okay. names. Bill O'Brien, former Patriots OC, former Penn State head coach, current Alabama OC, and former Jets and Dolphins coach Adam Gase. Those are the two names that have been circulating. I haven't seen anyone else mentioned. And I'll say this. A lot of Patriots fans want Bill O'Brien. And I understand why. He's been successful. And, you know, he's been a good coach. He's obviously made a lot of really stupid-ass mistakes as a GM. Um, but, again, this is back to my Josh McTaneos argument. He didn't win any Super Bowls with us. He ran a good offense. But he had Tom Brady. He had I think he still had Aaron Hernandez at the time. Did he? 
I think he did. Yes, he did. He had Gr- he had Gronk like prime Gronk. Like for like eight games, and then yeah, yeah still. <laughs> Basically, he had offensive weapons and Tom Brady. You watch Bill. If you watch Bill O'Brien, if you're a college football fan and you watch the national championship game, Bill O'Brien, his coaching and play calling literally lost them that game because yeah. his his run game is terrible. He doesn't know how to call it, and he has a mobile quarterback in Bryce Young, and he just had him sit in the pocket and do nothing with receivers who kept falling like flies. Unfortunately, hope hope you're feeling better, James Williams and John Mechie. Um, the guy, the guy couldn't call a game. He lost them that game. Alabama was still the better offense out there. It's pathetic. So, Patriots fans, stop thinking that if we take something that we had when we were successful and plug it into the modern world, that it's going to work. It's not going to work. I don't want Bill O'Brien. I would actually much rather have Adam Gase. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to do like the trying to do the eyes thing. The Adam Gase eyes. I'm trying to do it. <laughs> I can't do that with contacts in. Anyway, I'd rather have Adam Gase. I, I think it's a more innovative offense. The guy can't run a team. We know that. And I'm not – I don't think Mac is at a point where he needs as much development as, say, a Sam Darnold did. Sam Darnold needed someone to come here and really mold him. Mac Jones, we know what he is, and you just have to design an offense for him. I think Adam Gase could do that better than Bill O'Brien. Yeah, um, I think – I hate to agree with you, but I, I do think Gase probably would be a better overall fit. I don't think either is going to be. I think it's going to be Nick Cayley. I, I think Bill likes to promote with him. He's proven it for a very long time now. So I, I, I just – Nick Cayley, congratulations on future OC, sir. Look forward to it. Wouldn't hate it. Like I said, as he long as we can bring his, in – Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. He's I interrupted you. Besides, <laughs> I guess, formerly McDaniels and Ivan Fierce, he's the longest tenured uh, staffer. Really? I did not honestly realize that. I just want someone who will throw it down the field. <laughs> like, just throw it more than 36 yards. Like, <laughs> let's take some shots. Let's really, like, open it up. because well, uh, You need the players to take those shots. That's my one camera. Hey, I mean, if you have Nelson Aguilar, at least oh, use him. Do not sell me Nelson Aguilar to go with a vertical game plan. I'm not, but I'm saying if you have him, let's at least take some shots at it and see what fucking happens. Okay. Like we we didn't we didn't do that. We just had him run down the field. Ooh, we're gonna pretend like let's actually try throwing him the ball. We're paying him. We might as well throw it to him. Paying him all too much. Yeah. Like what? Oh yeah. Yeah. We both agree on that. We both agree. I've had such changes in my philosophy going into this offseason since we last talked. Um, I just we want we need offense. Fuck the defense. We need offense, man. I'm with you on this. I actually had a great point where you would take the top four teams this year. They all had an all pro player in their weapon. Yep. Mark Chase, Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Yep, makes sense. It's an the NFL is an arms race. You gotta have weapons. You have to have you don't have to have one or two good receivers. You have to have three or four. The Rams traded for Odell before Woods got hurt. They had Cooper Cup and Woods and said, F it, we need a third. And then they still have Van Jefferson, who I would say is one of the better number fours in the entire uh, NFL. You've got you've got the freaking Bengals with yes. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, who's a, he's even getting better. Tyler Boyd is one of the most reliable number threes in the league, and he's barely part of that offense. He is barely part of that offense. Take the unders on his player props, by the way. Every week I do that. Um, it's a good bet. What else we got? They got C.J. Uzama, who's developing. Um, they got Joe Mixon, who 
By the way, bounced back this year. He looks like a top five running back in the league. That dude is talented. Look what happens when you give him a good quarterback to play with. Um, there's just so much talent around that team. You talked about the Rams. You know, I'm trying to think. The 49ers, I mean, even if they don't have much of a passing game, you mentioned it. Devo Samuel, you have George Kittle, you have Brandon Ayuk. Like, these are weapons right there. Plus, you have an assortment of running backs that you can go to anytime, really. So, you know, even the, even the freaking I – mean, obviously – We'll talk about Chiefs, but, like, they got weapons, man. Like, they have two really good ones, and then there's a major drop-off, so maybe that's why they lost. But, you know, you got to have these things in order to be successful. The Patriots, like, what real – look at the offense. What real weapon do we have? I don't see one. Not, not like, an elite one. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is a talented tight end, a good tight end, a top-10 tight end. That doesn't mean shit unless you're top three. Best weapon, so – yeah, that's not good. So we need to add. So I think the Patriots, you know, there's you hear the Odell press conference today. He basically said he was like really close to signing with the Patriots. I think that's a sign that we're going to be aggressive this season in terms of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wide receivers. Because we need we need weapons here. We need weapons well, very badly. There's four options and then it drops. Adams. Uh, uh, we're not getting Adams. <laughs> Mike Williams. Not the worst idea. And Odell. <laughs> Could happen. I wouldn't hate it. Be fun to see, but. But that's after Super Bowl talk because we have a big game coming up this Sunday, I believe. We got the Super Bowl, baby. We got the Super Bowl. All right. Obviously, it's Rams, Bengals. Um, oh, such one, a great match. Great match. Congratulations. This is a fun Super Bowl. This is I feel exactly. Like, I feel good for Patri- whoever wins. <laughs> yeah, it sucks the Patriots aren't in it. It sucks that Tom Brady's not in it. But this is a good matchup. Like, no one – there's not a lot of not likable guys out there. Um, first question. First question I've got for you, and I think this is most important. Favorite Joe Burrow nickname? And I have the following that I found online that have popped up recently. So I'll run through them. We got Joey Franchise, Jackpot Joey, Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool, mm-hmm. Classic. Joe, Joe Chill, Smoking Joe, Joe Burr, mm. The Tiger King. I hate what, that that's what? on there, but I, I know. I, I threw it in there because it was on there. But I, I guess like it works, one. though. It kind of makes it, sense. I mean, it does. I just don't like it. Uh, and then Classic Joey B. I personally love Joey Burr. I, I know you said Joe Burr, but I've seen Joey Burr on Twitter. Either I one. Joey Burr. I feel like, yeah, yeah it's, it's either one. I don't care about that one. The um, man walks in with straight ice. It's, it, he, he does. He is a cool cucumber. I'm clipping that part out. <laughs> That's the first clip. Cucumber. Oh, God. All right, my top... My favorites, I love Joe Shiesty. I don't know why. It just sounds fun. That is fun. That, I'll give then you that. I, right? Joe Shiesty. I'm going with Smoke Joe just because I remember him hit at LSU, and he always had a cigar after every celebration. And I'm sorry, Joe Burrow looks like the coolest motherfucker out there. With he, a is. Cigar. he has. He has, he has a swag. He has legitimate swag. That dude is like one of the swaggiest players in the NFL. It's, it's astounding. Like it's the dude st- has – he oozes confidence. Like – you know what I've discovered also in the last what? three weeks? Um, if you, you know, this is for everyone out there. I'm sure you've realized too. If you are a boyfriend or a husband who's, you know, watches football, you're 
wife, girlfriend, partner, whatever, has probably fallen in love with Joe Burrow in the last three weeks. I know I can attest to it. I know many, I have many examples of people I know who have, they didn't know who Joe Burrow was three weeks ago. Guess what? They love him now. So I got to shop for some shirts later, but <laughs> that, that dude has, that dude is capitalizing. He is going to, you know what the funny thing is? He can't even get his extension this year. Oh yeah. Like, they can't. They need one uh, more year. So I was joking man. with you. Do you think? Do you, do you think Bengals have a ten-year, you know, massive contract that's ready to go? They're preparing for that. You know yeah. they are. Um, By the way, but, I'll give quick, quick credit to the Bengals. I guess I would call it digital digital designer because Bengals jerseys are fire. <laughs> Those color schemes are. So I know. I really want one day. I want to see the white Bengal tiger helmet come out. One day. I'm sure. It will. I know, I know. It's going to be so sick. Um, all right, let's look at the game real quick. Obviously, it's basically a home game for the Rams, which is kind of crazy that we've never had that before in the last two years. Well, you say home game, I say L.A. fans, and then there's... <laughs> okay, so there's just a bunch of L.A. people. <laughs> I mean, you saw you saw the San Fran L.A. game. That was that was a home game for San Fran. That's true. Also, no one can only only like rich celebrities can afford to go to the game anyway. Have you seen the normally, ticket prices? They're insane. Normally, I agree with you, but Bengals fans are like it's been thirty effing years. Yeah, they got like, they got to travel. Like, if you're not if you have saved money, like, what are you waiting for? A house? It, Fuck that. It, that's it. It's just all these things. <laughs> this may never happen again. Let's just effing go for it. And it's yeah, in LA, no. so it's a great destination to go to. Yeah, might as well take a vacation. Well, no, the kids are probably out of school in a week. Like, just make it two weeks. Why not? Um, but it's gonna be should be a fun time. I really, it's gonna be exciting to see SoFi Stadium like that because it's obviously brand new. So that'll be pretty cool. But you know, I guess if you get the pick, like, what what's one X factor that's gonna like determine how this game goes? Well, I mean, it's it's. It's going to be Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey. That's that is going to be the matchup. That's going to decide Super Bowl. I mean, it's you saw the Bengals offense. Actually, let me rephrase that sentence. Excuse me. Two weeks ago, or nine days ago, where the hell was they played the Chiefs? Um, that offense yeah, struggled like that. until Joey started finding Jamar, which makes sense. It's a top receiver, it's a top guy. Gets some offense move makes sense. But in the moments where Joe didn't have the time, or you know he was covered. The offense struggled, but once it got that connection going, um, the offense started humming. So that's what the Rams should be looking for. Just get Jalen. And that's just up to Jalen Ramsey, who has the ego, who has the confidence. I'm not doubting his abilities either. But that that matchup right there, I believe, will decide Super Bowl. I would normally say Eric Donald, but I don't care who <laughs> Cincinnati's crappy ass O line puts in front of him. He's going to get through. Yeah. So, <laughs> he, he's going to wreck no matter what. And you know what? Since he's made it here with their crappy offensive line, and I'm not worried about it because, like, Really, is there that much of a difference? Like Chris Jones is dope, and they got destroyed by the Titans, and they still won. So, yeah, that was something. It was nine. It was stupid, one. But one other tidbit of an X factor I might consider is um, the OC for Rams getting a head coaching job. Likely again, not confirmed. Only because as Patriot fans, we know very well um, multiple times between coaches, whether it's Parcells or Patricia for the more recent one, that going into Super Bowl as we reach to become a head coach. And it affects the locker room in some way, shape, or form. It's not huge. It's not big. But you bring somewhere else, folks, on the future. And you don't That's put fair. best performance. So I'm curious if it has a slight performance on the Rams offense. I hadn't thought of that. And honestly, I mean, I don't think it'll be big, but it is something to definitely keep in mind, you know. Connell's got to figure out how to run a team. 
right now he's still got to figure out an offense for this game. So that'll be interesting. X factor for me, it's Evan McPherson. The absolute dart of a kicker that they have. Um, it is good. <laughs> he, the kid is has been a stud, and they're not here without him. And the fact is, he is a rookie, and it's his first Super Bowl. So how is he going to perform if he's hitting his field goals? And, you know, the dude's got a leg. He can make 50-plus easy. Um, I think this game is going to be tight. I mean, these are two, you know, the Rams have the star power. We all know that. The Rams have – Ramsey, they have Donald, they have Stafford, they have Cup, they have Odell. They have the big names. The Bengals have a pretty damn good defense. Jesse Bates has been great. Von Bell, I think that's one of the best safety tandems in the NFL. Their corners, um, Eli Apple, I mean, look, we didn't have to deal with Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Matthews, but we do have to deal with Eli Apple on Twitter. I'll take it. (laughs) Don't look up Eli Apple's mom on Twitter. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. You've probably heard of it, but – don't look it up. It's gross. Um, but we have to deal with him. But he's been pretty damn good. And um, a wooz, I think it's a woozy on that team as well. I, I'm definitely – I thought I was mixing that up for some reason. It's like but, three just decent corners. Not great, yeah, not good. Mike Hilton. Yeah, they, three decent corners. <laughs> they've been one of the top defenses playing zone all year. Their linebackers are solid. Logan Wilson is an ascending he's star, good. I think. He's, he's, he's an all-around good player. Trey Hendrickson has had a hell of a season. He's been a great signing for them. A lot of people gave him shit like, oh, you let Carl Lawson go for a guy out of New Orleans who got a lot of, like, makeup sacks and whatever. Fuck that. He's been great. Um, Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard's developed. He's never going to be a star, but he's always going to be a solid pass rusher. And, you know, they've had guys on the – you know, DJ Reader's playing really well. They had Larry Ogunjobi early in the season. He's out right now, but, like, that team is good. Obviously, again, the Rams have Aaron Donald, who's a one-man wrecking crew, and they have guys who can make plays. But I think the defense is a pretty – honestly, like, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. The offense is – you know, Cincinnati might have more weapons, but, you know, what was it? The Rams have a better offensive line. It's not that great either. That's the thing. Like, you have Andrew Whitworth. He's still playing like 40 freaking five or seven or whatever he is. He's like 40. But, you know, he's playing. I mean, they're not that good. So – this is going to be an even team. I think it honestly is going to come down to a special teams play. It's going to come down to is Matt Gay going to make field goals rather than Evan McPherson? And right now I'm putting all my money on Evan McPherson and Joe Burrow's just pure swagger to win this game. So, yeah, along with that swagger and confidence, it goes with it. This ability, not this ability, this understanding of there's a lot of teams that would go into this a little bit too uh, nervous. So let the nerves get to them. I almost feel like they're too young to understand. That, how big of a situation there, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're, no, I get that. naive that they're confident. That they're not but, I, but you also look at it like the two leaders in that team or like two of the bigger names are Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, who literally won a national championship together two years ago. So, like, the thing is, like, the important guys on that team, they know what to do. They've been here, and they have shown no fear, no sign of being a rook or anything like that. Like, they – truly have ice in their veins and this is just business as usual for them they're used to being in this spot together and i don't see that changing so you know if i'm going for, let's go some predictions here i'm gonna take the Bengals. i'm gonna say 27 to 21 comes down stafford's not gonna be able to get it done at the end and i love i want to say this i like matthew stafford we're gonna talk a little bit more about him in a minute but i really like him but I don't know if he knows how to win this game. 
I'm going to go. My heart says Bengals. My head says Rams. It's, it's really Follow tough. your heart. You know, I'm, I, I want. That was stupid. Why did I do I, that? I'm going to go with my head on this. I, I think the Rams are going to pull it off finally. I think there's, you know, at least with Aaron Donald um, and other players, I think, I don't know, Andrew Whitworth, some other vets on the team, they were there in 2018 when they got their ass kicked by the Patriots. Um, this guys that have actually been to the Super Bowl, who understand what it takes to get that far in some capacity. I think McVay's a better coach. I think overall there's more talent. I think just in the end of the day, it's it's similar to the um, uh, Seahawks and not Seahawks, the Broncos and the uh, Carolina Super Bowl, where oh, that ugly game. There's a team pulling it off with not the best talent, but really good players, and those teams are just a better coaching, better talent, and everything. So, um, I think is I'm gonna go Joe Burr, ice yeah. in the veins. I'm gonna go 34 24 Rams. All right, all right, you heard it here first. Bobby's going with the Rams, I'm sticking with Cincy. Um, we'll see. Do we have a bet going? I don't know, it's too early. Make a bet. I feel like I'm down to make a bet if you want to make a bet. All right, what do we want to make the bet? This is live, by the way. We have not talked about this. No, we have not. <laughs> um, uh, what's something I say? Oh, let's, boy. Let's do the loser. So I'm going to go with Rams. You go with Bengals, right? Yep. Is, are you comfortable with those? I'm comfortable with that. The loser gets to buy a Patriots jersey of their choice. For the winner? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, why not? I like it. <laughs> All right. Last thing I want to go on this game. Um, Matthew Stafford. Mentioned him a little bit. I like Stafford. I feel like he's a pretty likable guy in the NFL. People seem to love him. Had a long career. I want to read off a couple stats. As a starter, did I, I definitely put that number in wrong. I'm going to have to look this one up. He's, I believe he's 86 and 91 career as a starter. What, nine, not 915 losses? Are you sure? I, I don't I don't know which one. Is it, is it the five or the one that I mistyped? <laughs> I think the, 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 the nine, 91. Yeah, I go with 91. Yeah, Sorry. yeah Sorry. I think we're going to go with 91. He's got a losing record as a starting quarterback. We all know he played in Detroit for years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's three and three in the playoffs. Zero and three before this year. Three and three. He's three and zero this year. Um, some passing stats. He's five yards shy of fifty thousand for a regular season. Um, he'll pass that in week one next year. Um, he's good for twelfth all time. I assume, barring injury, he or uh, I don't know, sudden retirement. He's twelfth all time right now in passing yards. Three hundred twenty-three touchdowns. Also weirdly twelfth all time. Way to stay consistent. 63% completion percentage over his career. He's got 34 career fourth quarter comebacks, 42 game-winning drives. And obviously, we date back. He was the first overall pick out of Georgia in 2009. And, you know, he was like that number one high school recruit. The guy's been number one for a long time. Then he got to Detroit. He's lost. That's it. Like, it was a bad team. I think, you know, he never had, like, a truly ugly season or anything, but the guy couldn't win with that team. Um, my question to you is this. If Matthew Stafford wins a Super Bowl this year, and let's assume maybe he just wins one, has like another, what, two, three, four, like pretty good seasons, you know, playoff contention, stats that are, you know, typical for him. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. 
I think he already is actually, especially after a couple more years when he's going to get to that 50,000, he's probably going to get over 400 touchdowns. You know, it's, it's never set up. And, you know, I would have maybe said no if he never got a playoff one, but now that he has the playoff wins, he has at least some playoff wins. He has Super Bowl appearance, which is going to get him something. So I think he's already in there. Uh, I think the Detroit lifestyle uh, definitely have comforted his stats a little bit. So I just, I, I, I do think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, even win or lose next Sunday. I think win and he's in, lose, he's going to be real borderline. Because to your point, you think he's already won, even if he, you know, loses this week. What do you think about Matt Ryan? Well, I got him. I got him. Ah, <laughs> oh, you bastard. Because Matt Ryan, you can argue, has had a better career. He's got an MVP. He's got a Super Bowl appearance. This is going to come. He's got across, as many as Stafford. This is going to come across as really shitty in a way, but oh likability plays a role, and I just think Stafford's more liked. <laughs> What's wrong with Matt Ryan? Like I, I don't. He's boring. Love Who cares? Matthew Stafford's boring. Yeah, I just is a. <laughs> I, I think that's a non. That's nonsense reasoning to me. Absolute nonsense. I, I again, I think he will. Okay, let me phrase this. Okay, no, no, no. Right, I do right. think he'll get in. I think he's less disturbing than Matt Stafford. Call me, call me a hypocrite. Call me whatever you want. I, I just think Stafford's a better quarterback than Matt Ryan for his career. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I just don't understand the logic. I think is what I don't get. I just Detroit line love or understanding. If you look at a guy's career resume, it should say Hall of Famer, but unsuccessful postseason stuff. Then you put Detroit lines next to it. There's a little bit of okay. We get it. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. I just don't agree with that. I'm pulling up Matt Ryan's stats real quick. I want to look at this. 120 and 102 as a starting quarterback. He's thrown 367 touchdowns and 50, just shy of 60,000 yards in what? One more season? Yeah, he was drafted technically, I think, two yeah, his rookie season was 2008. Stafford was drafted in 2009. So one more season, he's got like 9,000 more yards than Stafford. He's got like six, like 50 touch or 40 touchdowns more. He's got an MVP. He's got a winning record. All I'm saying is, if you say Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer, you have to say Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer. Andy, you got me. Congratulations. <laughs> I got well, well, well played. Well argued. Well done. Cinco Ramirez, better Matt Ryan, better go. I don't know what that means. I'm hoping that means go to the Hall of Fame. Um, but Cinco, I mean, hey, I agree with you, man. Uh, appreciate the what is it interaction? I don't know. I'm still learning this lingo, man. We'll we'll get used to it. <laughs> Not bad. I don't think we're doing too bad. All right, a couple things I want to point out. Just some news and notes too um, before we kind of wrap up here. Um, Alvin Kamara, a little bit of trouble. Saints running back uh, got arrested. After the Pro Bowl last night, because uh, apparently him and three other guys kicked and punched the living crap out of a guy and knocked him unconscious. Bob, I know you have a little bit more detail on that. Yeah, so apparently in a hotel um, during this is in, um, excuse me, wherever the Pro Bowl is taking place. Um, Alvin Kamara and his crew, friends or whatever, um, got into an elevator. Um, there was an individual getting into trying to get into the elevator as well. I'm unaware whether this was, you know, a super hype fan trying to get autographs and like, you know, Kamara, love you, dude. Or was it just a dude just trying to get in the elevator? Either way, Kamara put his arm out in front of the person that was trying to get in the elevator, basically 
no. <laughs> Wait for the next one, please. Um, and so the dude shoved Kamara's arm out of the way, which then obviously resulted in this altercation happening. Yeah. Like I said, unaware of what the verbal interaction was, but that's the physical, at least, of what happened. The lesson here is if you are out in Vegas and you see an NFL star and his posse, just – Wait, take the stairs, man. I'm just assuming. Stairs. Why would you pick a fight with, regardless of professional, or whatever it is, five other fully grown men? Yeah, I just pick your battles, buddy. Pick, pick your battles, battles better. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. It, he was it, released on five thousand dollars bail. It is interesting that they let him play in the Pro Bowl and then they arrested him. Like they informed <laughs> him he was going to be under arrest after the game. That's and hilarious. once he got to the stadium, they picked him up and, you know, let's go. <laughs> He's probably like, I don't give a shit. Um, I, yeah. The best thing I saw was today, and this is kind of fucked up, but it was a video of Kobe and and uh, Shaq highlights from the Laker days. And it was Henry Ruggs and um, Henry Ruggs and Alvin Kamara in the Las Vegas Detention Center running show. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's bad, but I was getting to laugh at it. It was bad, man. It was bad. Uh, other interesting thing that happened today, Kyler Murray, which this came out of nowhere, um, there was, I heard but every, there's been nothing. That's the thing. But basically, if you look at Kyler Murray's Instagram, he no longer follows the Arizona Cardinals, and he's deleted every single picture that has anything to do with them. The only two pictures are him and CeeDee Lamb yesterday at the Pro Bowl and him winning the Heisman Trophy. That's it. No Cardinals mentions whatsoever. Nobody knows what it means. It probably means a trade demand is coming, though. Somehow, apparently Kyler is not happy in Arizona, which, you know what? We're seeing Russell Wilson apparently not happy. Aaron Rodgers uh, might be on the move. Let's add Kyler Murray to the mix. Let's get this. This is going to be a freaking awesome offseason if we got all these quarterbacks moving. Um, the best thing I saw, Kyler the Bucks. That would be wild. I want to know what they have to give up. First round pick, probably two. <laughs> but if you can go from Tom Brady to Kyler Murray seamlessly, you still have Mike Evans. You still have – well, actually, I don't know what else they're going to have on offense, but it's Kyler Murray. So Rodgers, Wilson, Watson, and now Murray are all possibly on the block for this. this Derek, is Derek Carr might be too. I mean – most insane offseason of all time is about to take – Kirk Cousins. Like well, it's, no, be- it's, it's fully guaranteed. It's uh, still as fully guaranteed. So I think they take a huge ass um, dead money if they were. What cousins? Yeah, no, cousins. yeah, they still might. People move on quarterback. Still, I'm not. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's a possibility. I'm just saying, like, come on, let's root for chaos here. <laughs> I he's he's probably the least likely to move, but it, it is certainly out there. So I either way, just I know I know you're just using a sample, but I think he actually is the least likely because if Rogers leaves Green Bay, Minnesota's. By far, the favorite to win that division. Yeah, it's actually kind of sad. And Detroit's going to set themselves up in a year or two to actually be successful in that division. Let's go. We want to talk about culture builders. The fighting Dan Campbells. Damn right, baby. I think Tailgate Talks needs to officially endorse the Lions. Like, we we root for the Lions. We love the Patriots. We are Patriots fans, but we root for the Lions to win games. The NFL hates the Lions. I will always root for the Lions. It's Detroit, man. You got to give him something. And Dan Campbell, arguably the most likable coach in the NFL. You either hate, like, you can hate him for his corniness, for the kneecap biting, and all that stuff. But you know what? The guy gets the people going. 
Um, one little side note I like to make on sports news today as well. Um, it's kind of funny, given everything that just happened with the MLB Hall of Fame voting, Barry Barnes and all that in the steroid era. But oh, so because yes. the lockout is still currently happening, and there is no agreements currently happening to all the PNL. Oh, we lost him for a sec. The 20 year going to have this regarding some fired. Am I back, ladies and gentlemen? Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're kind of so, back. So, as I was saying, between the drug agreement between the two. Oh, we're good. <laughs> cool. uh, so, uh, the MLBPA and MLB, the drug agreement they've had in place is expired. So, currently, it is complete. Fighters want to go out and just shoot their ass up and get fucking ripped out of their mind. Now's the time to do it because you're not getting tested. I'm going to be honest. You froze up consistently there for a little bit, but all I heard was you got to go shoot up out of your mind. And I think that's perfect to leave it off. Here we go. <laughs> that is a great way. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say pretty solid first show on the air. I, I don't know. As well. We have at least one fan. I appreciate you, Cinco. Thank you, Cinco. Um, <laughs> our man, like you're, you're our first guy. So we appreciate you. We will be back. We're probably going to do Mondays and Tuesdays now. A little earlier in the week. We're old, you know. We have full-time jobs. We got we're tired by Wednesdays. Like that's why we changed it. So that we're we're not like constantly leaving you guys hanging, but we'll be back. A lot of content coming up. We're going to bring on some guests. We're going to have some debates. Um next week thinking possibly a little mock draft action. We'll see. Um but either way, it's been fun and you know, for those who tuned in live, we appreciate you. The audio is still going to be out tomorrow at some point. So feel free to listen at work when you don't want to work. And that's it, man. Bobby, great uh, great tailgate sesh. Phenomenal first sesh on video. I apologize to our fans, future fans as well, for this being on camera at all times. But love it or hate it, it's what you got. Yeah, just bear with it, deal with it, or listen yeah. to the audio tomorrow. Yeah, we have options. See, we have options for... You know, people who just don't like us. We actually support COVID safety and wear a mask at all times, just so you, it's a it's a both world situation. Have you considered a paper bag? I'm not a Detroit Lion fan. Don't get insulted. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! If you guys have anything that you want us to talk about, or you know, anything, not any sort of you know stuff hey. you want us to add to the show, I don't care. Like, just let okay. us know. And like I said, we'll be back. Plenty of stuff coming up, and you know, it's draft season, man. This is like time. This is where I vibe. Damn right. This is the best time. All right, we'll think of a sign-off, but we'll see y'all later. <laughs>